for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to the Hoedown Showdown. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're sitting here with our featured guest, Bailey Ray. How's it going today? It's good. It's a good day so far. It's beautiful today. So, yeah. Are you guys finally starting to cool down up there as well? As much as Oklahoma can. You know, right. we get winter in January, so it's taking a minute. <laughs> yeah, fair. Usually fair. takes a minute. <laughs> fair. We're, we're supposed to get a nice little cool down tonight, and I'm like, sweet. I can't wait. So, uh, well, that'll be awesome. Yeah. For sure. So uh, excited to have you on, excited to chat a little bit. You know, it's uh, been talking to you a little bit on Instagram and, uh, you know, kind of gotten the opportunity to listen to some of your music and all that fun stuff. And I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you. So for everyone that's kind of uh, meeting you for the first time, kind of take this opportunity to introduce yourself real quick and tell everybody what you're about. Of course. Um, my name is Bailey Ray. I'm from Southeast Oklahoma. I live um, probably about 90 miles from Dallas and uh, I live in the Durant area, but sometimes people don't know where <laughs> Durant is. So, um, you know, it's just Southeast Oklahoma is what I like to say. And uh, I grew up uh, singing country music and I loved to, um, I was a competitive clogger for 11 years. And, uh, you know, I grew up in a rodeo family. So, um, I just had a lot of cool things growing up, you know, kind of influenced me, uh, to do country music and I've loved country music ever since I can remember. Um, like I said, my dad was uh, a rodeo man. He was a saddle bronc rider and my mom kind of did, uh, she sang music her entire life and she did, um, on air stuff. She was Mm -hmm. an uh, on air personality. So I kind of got the best of both worlds between them two. And, um, you know, I love being on stage, just being a competitive clogger and, Um, I found my love for music at a really, really early age, and I'm very lucky to say that. And so um, I was doing uh, just little acoustic gigs by the time I was 13 years old, and um, I got really serious um, after I was on season 19 of The Voice, um, which was about three years ago. And um, yeah, I've I've been hitting it pretty hard ever since then. So That's cool. That's really cool. It's, um, It's always really refreshing to hear and talk to people that music's just kind of always been there for them. Like even as you were a professional clogger, like music is still so instrumental in that in itself. It's like, so just kind of always being around music, it's always really cool to kind of sit down and chat about that. So. Absolutely. Well, uh, like I said, I've I've been clogging since I was uh, four years old. So I did Mm -hmm. it for 11 years. So I did it until I was 15, 16 years old. And, um, you know, my parents stuck me in a lot of dance classes. Um, you know, I rode horses all my life and, um, had that aspect, but then, you know, they were like, we want you to have rhythm and we want you, cause I I've, I've been singing since the womb. So, mm-hmm. uh, they were trying to get me, you know, rhythm and, um, just being around music, no matter what it was. And so it stuck me in every dance class and clogging kind of stuck. So, uh, I'm just very fortunate to have, um, a musical background. And of course I've loved country music ever since I can remember. And, um, it's what my mom and dad loved. And um, so, yeah, country music's just been a, a big part of my life for a long time. Nice. And you mentioned that uh, being on The Voice season 19 yeah. was kind of that turning point for you where 
it, it was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. It was, or was I mishearing you? No, no, that's, that's kind of what it was. Um, you know, I went to the voice at a, a really, really young age. I was 18 years old and, uh, it was a lot for an 18 year old to kind of handle. Cause it's out there in LA. I stayed out there for about four months and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was a, it was a lot for someone, you know, a new adult, um, to kind of take on, but it was a really, really good experience. I was on John Legend's team. Um, I made it to top nine. I was his very first country artist on any of his teams. And so that was really cool. Um, but it was a, it was definitely a big leap. And mm -hmm. uh, when I got back from LA, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to do with my career. You know, yeah. it's just, what are you supposed to do at 18 years old? You know, you just got off of a TV show, like what, right. what what's going to happen now? Right. Like, what's yeah. So um, that was kind of the turning point for me, though. I wasn't super serious. I mean, I was always I've always been serious about country music, but it's never been like, OK, this is my career. Like mm -hmm. I need to be super focused. And so I think that that was really the turning point for me that was like, OK, I got to get my poop in a group like yeah. I got, you know, I got to get serious um, if this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, because. I need to hop on this opportunity now that was given to me that was planted in my lap for a reason. Mm -hmm. So um, I took, you know, all the open doors and, and all the um, experiences and all the, uh, what am I trying to say? Just the, uh, like the opportunities and whatnot, yeah, the yeah. opportunities and just the exposure. That was the word. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the, I was, I needed to hop on the exposure because, you know, I just sang in front of all these people on national television. Yeah. So um, I needed a strike while the iron was hot and um yeah what I did. And so I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> nice. Now season 19, that wasn't the COVID season where they did it at it home. Was. It was. It was. Okay. That was me. Yep. It, okay. sure was. Uh, it was smack dab in the middle of 2020. And um, we were double masked every, everywhere we went and we were sequestered in our hotel room. And, you know, I would love to just sit here and complain and say how bad it was, but you know, we were very fortunate to have a TV show in the middle of all that and in the middle of a world pandemic. So mm -hmm. I can't complain too much because I right. still got exposure when people were just sitting at home and not doing nothing and turn on your TV and there's the voice. So yeah, absolutely. It could have been like some of the other stuff where they did it. You had to do it at home. They were doing yeah. the auditions and performances from home and it's like you I were good. I'm sorry. I think the, um, the next season was all online. So we okay. were, we were the first, um, we were either, that was either the season before us where it was all virtual or the season after us. I cannot okay. remember, but we were, we were in person. Um, the audience was virtual. Gotcha. Okay. That that's what it was. Cause I remember, uh, so I had, uh, Presley Tennant on our podcast last night and she was on season 16 and okay. she, she was mentioning how her season was the season before the like pandemic and whatnot. And I was just like, yeah, so that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Um, so the voice was kind of this uh, opportunity for you to like really take your music into high gear and, you know, you, you've got a gr bunch of exposure off of it. Obviously John legend, he is a legend, like, let's be honest here. And um, what kind of was the thought process after that? Was it just, all right, start gigging, start writing, releasing, or did it kind of take you some time after? Because I know, like, the voice has, like, some strict guidelines if you make it so far, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it was kind of all of the above. Okay. Question, um, yes, all of it. Um, so I, I guess I got back in, like, 
January or December of 2020, right before Christmas. Um, and so, you know, it's always a, a weird time anyway, to just start when, you know, it's Christmas around the corner and then January doesn't have very much live music and February is still kind of slow. So I really just focused on writing. I came back and I was like, okay, if I want to do this seriously, I need to start writing. I need to start recording. I need to start releasing. And then about March hit. And then I got phone calls, which has never happened to me before. Cause I was still, you know, kind of under the radar. And so, um, I was getting calls to come play at venues and that had never happened to me before. And so I was literally playing anywhere and everywhere. And so that kind of started for me in March and um, it's just been, it was really, really good for about a year. And I'm not going to complain after the year um, I had those venues still, you know, in my back pocket. And so I've been working with some really, really cool venues in the past three years. And uh, it's just been really good. The, Mm -hmm. Um, I just had to strike while the iron was hot. So I did yeah. all of the above. Um, but for the guidelines, the the rules, um, it was kind of difficult. I did release my first song, my very first single, right before I went to The Voice. Mm-hmm. So whenever I did release it, you know, you're supposed to be like kind of radio silent about everything. Um, and so I wasn't able to promote my song anymore after, you know, I got in, when I got to L.A., mm-hmm. I wasn't able to promote it anymore. So um, that was kind of difficult for me. But I think I was able to release music like maybe a month or two after mm-hmm. because gotcha. they have a certain amount of time that you have to kind of um, lay off for just a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Because, you you know, they, they want to make sure that their show is like the priority and they're getting all the yeah i got you i i've worked i've worked with the voice several times of trying to orchestrate like interviews or whatnot it's not always the easiest yes and i'm sure you've dealt with all the publicists and all that so i was very fortunate to have a great publicist when i was out there um Mm -hmm. but i got to i guess top nine and i know the longer you go the longer the contract kind of gets so Mm Um, you know, I think I was put where I needed to be and, yeah. and I was planning for everything. So I just ended up where I needed to. And um, it was a good experience. And I came oh, yeah. back home working really hard, but man, it was a lot of work. <laughs> I, I, I imagine it probably was, you know, and just the fact that you were able to kind of, you weren't stuck in like quarantine, like, cause I'm just, I think at that point, COVID, at least here in Texas, I don't know how it was in Oklahoma. It, at the end of 2020, COVID was just kind of like, okay, we're going back to normal as much as we can, yeah. you know? Um, I, don't, so it, I don't think Oklahoma ever, like, um, I think they did for a minute, mm-hmm. but we're some rednecks up here and uh, they just, you know, they did, they weren't really careful about nothing. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, uh, and so then the fact that you were able to kind of capitalize on this opportunity and play shows and release more music and all that stuff is really cool. And actually you just, didn't you play out in like Turkey, like Turkey, Texas, right? Too? Yeah, I did. Oh. It was a, a couple of days ago and it was yeah. just, it was such a cool place. Nice. I was sitting there. I saw that. And I was like, I'm probably one of the few people not from that part of the country that actually knows where Turkey, Texas is. Cause I lived out in Roswell, New Mexico and going through that part of Texas is how I would go home to visit my family in Chicago. And wow. yeah, so that's, that's a haul then. Yeah. 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 I, Cause I like to drive. Like that's my thing. So whenever I get the opportunity to drive somewhere, that's my thing. So. Well, did you ever did you ever stop in Turkey? No, because usually it was like two or three in the morning. So it was like oh. I, 
I leave like really early in the morning just so I kind of get through that weird part of West Texas before it gets too bright outside, you know, so, um, but yeah, so, um, you just dropped a new single two a little, little less than two weeks ago, right? Yeah. 22nd. I'm trying to do math over here. Math's not my strong. It's, uh, it's, um, it's been good though. It's been really, really good. We are, uh, very fortunate to have that song kind of just fall in our laps. And so, um, I hope everybody likes it because it's dang sure country and it kind of embodies everything that I'm about and preserving traditional country music has always been a, um, a big deal of mine. So, yeah. Nice. Awesome. And it's called broken heart, uh, broken heart. Um, it's out now. If anybody wants to listen to it offline, it's up on Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, as we kind of wrap this up, what's the story behind uh, broken heart to broken heart? Yeah. Um, so I had a good friend of mine, Jerry Sally, um, actually, I had no idea that he was a co-writer on this song. Rebecca Lynn Howard is also a writer on this song. And, um, you know, they, they wrote this song back in, I think like early two thousands, late nineties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've always loved traditional country music. Like I said, I grew up on, uh, Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, uh, Chris Ledoux, um, Johnny Lee, like just any good old country music, mm-hmm. you know? And so I grew up on that kind of stuff. And so I've been passionate about preserving traditional country music in my music today. Mm-hmm. So I love fiddle and I love steel. Um, and I think that it has a place in country music still. And so um, I really wanted to showcase that with this song. And so it's called Broken Heart to Broken Heart. Uh, if you like country music, I hope you <laughs> I hope you like this one because it's dang sure country. But um, yeah, it's just, it's a good song, you know, mm-hmm. kind of takes you back to, um like Gillies, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Johnny Paycheck's about to get on stage and, you know, it just kind of takes you back to like urban cowboy days. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what we were really trying to showcase with this song um, is just that country feeling. And yeah. so that's what has, so. I picked that up right away. Like I was listening as I was coming home from work because I was in a similar situation to you. I did, wasn't construction traffic that I got caught in. It was fair and rodeo traffic. Oh, no. I, our county fair starts on Friday, but I didn't realize that the rodeo started today, like the rodeo part of it, because they're doing like pre-qualifiers or whatever. And I was like driving down the street because I have to drive right past the fairgrounds. And I had your music playing and I look over and there's all these horse trailers pulling in and I'm like, well, th- this is probably the most Texas insane. thing I'll ever do. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, but for anybody that wants to uh, check out your music, any of that stuff, uh, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, I have um, music wise. I have Spotify, Apple music, um, like literally anywhere that you get your music from, you can go listen to my songs. Um, and then like, f- just to find me, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I guess barely. I have, have like three videos on there. If you want to go watch those. Um, but it's Bailey Ray music or Bailey Ray, depending on which one you're on. And then I have a website at baileyraymusic.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat. I know it's weird middle of the day, but you know, we made it work. So I I don't care. I don't mind. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. But once again, thank you so much. I will be right back after broken heart to broken heart by Bailey Ray. We'll see you here in a bit.